Hey friend, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. Today we are going to dive into a topic that might not exactly sound super cheery. (laughs) I know a lot of times we talk about topics here on the show that are uplifting and are encouraging, and I do actually think that today's topic is going to encourage you, but it might surprise you a little bit. So recently I recorded with Sasha from the BBX Let's Get Intimate podcast, and we had a really fun conversation for her show. And actually, as I'm recording this this evening, she and I are recording an episode together for the Live by Design podcast. And one thing that Sasha mentioned when we were having our conversation for her show was this article that was written by a nurse who assists people at their end of life. And she shared the five biggest regrets that people have shared with her, this nurse over and over again, and the common themes between them. And when I was speaking with Sasha on her show, she mentioned how they discuss this topic frequently on her podcast, because it is something that can give us insight into this human experience. And perhaps we can get the opportunity to learn from those who've come before us. And so while it might sound like a little bit of a downer to find out what the five greatest regrets are that people have typically at the end of life, it's my hope in diving into them today that we can we can distill some truth from them. We can distill some insight and we can encourage ourselves into action so that we too don't have those same regrets whenever our end of time comes. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I already know one of the five that really speaks to me, and I'm so curious for you to tune in and find out what speaks to you as well, friend. And if this whole idea of approaching life with a design or living by design and not by default speaks to you, friend, and there is the tiniest inkling in your heart right now that you think that one-on-one coaching would be beneficial for you this year as you lean into your personal growth with Without those feelings of overwhelm, as you give yourself permission to get unstuck and to really layer in those purposeful habits into your day, because how you spend your day ultimately is how you spend your life and, and really layer in those habits that move you closer to achieving your goals. If that is something that speaks to you this year, I would be so honored to walk in step with you, friend. I offer a one-on-one coaching service that includes my holistic health coaching. It includes mindset work work, self-love, and everything in between. You can learn more over at misskatehouse.com slash coaching. And I would love to just schedule a super short 30 minute discovery call with you sometime to see if we're a good fit for a coaching relationship. You can find that at misskatehouse.com slash discovery call. There's links for all of these below in your show notes as well, friend. And these discovery calls are totally free, zero obligation. Um, if we hop on a discovery call and you decide, no, maybe it's not the right time. That's totally fine. Uh, but it is a nice chance for us to connect and to have a conversation so that I can figure out the two to three areas that will focus our time in our coaching relationship together. So usually there's two or three goals that come to mind for you, whether it's a health goal, a mindset goal, a self-love goal, we can really hone in on during our six months together. So I meet with my one-on-one clients once every other week. So once every two weeks, I provide daily Voxer support with voice memos. So if you want to Voxer me when you have a breakthrough, if you want to Voxer me when you're having a moment when your willpower is waning and you just need a little bit of encouragement to do the thing that you know you actually want to do, or if you just want to share your wins along the way, the Voxer is a great place to do that. It's basically like a, a voice memoing app back and forth. And of course, then you have access to me during our calls and with email support throughout as well. 
So again, that's over at misskatehouse.com slash coaching. And if this is speaking to you, friend, I would encourage you to take advantage of that totally free discovery call ASAP because I'm only opening up five coaching slots because you all know I am a full-time stay-at-home mama. I run the podcast. I'm working on launching my first summit. Uh, I host the LBD Collective every month. There is a lot on my plate, things that I love. And I'm really committed to showing up well for all of those things. And because of that, I can only have five coaching clients at one time in this current season of life. So again, misskatehouse.com slash coaching or slash discovery call to get your free discovery call on the books today. All right, friend on with the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to the live by design podcast. I'm your host, Kate house, health coach, yoga instructor, meditation enthusiast, slow but steady runner, boy mama times two, wife to my college sweetheart, and unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. This is our space to come together and explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. All right, friends, let's dive right into today's conversation. So today we are working off of information shared by Bronnie Ware, and she spent eight years as a palliative care nurse. Um, For anyone who's not familiar with palliative care, it's somebody who assists people in their last moments. So shortly before they pass away, she is there to support them, to talk with them, um, to lend just kindness in that moment. We actually had palliative care come by when my brother passed away this past summer um, in the I. ICU. And these were some of the most incredible people I have ever met. So it doesn't surprise me that that it's a palliative care nurse that um, shares these insights because they have just, in my experience, a huge amount of compassion and love for others. But what I find really interesting are these, these top five regrets of the dying and how they could perhaps be a moment of reflection for us, how they can be a moment to take stock and ask ourselves on the path that I'm on right now, do I foresee one of these five being one of my regrets at the end of my life, no matter when that time might come? Is there something I can start to do now that would prevent me from having that regret? And I never think that we should necessarily approach things from a a perspective or a basis of fear. Um, Like I don't fear that I'm going to have these regrets, but I do want to take advantage of the knowledge of other people who've gone before me so that I can avoid some of these regrets that they have. So really for me, the approach is a love for life and wanting to get the most out of it, wanting to really lean into it and, um, and just have the best experience possible and impact the the greatest number of people and have incredible friendships and relationships. And if learning about these regrets helps me do that in an even greater way, then it feels like time well spent. Um, So while I read through this, you may hear me flipping through papers because I am 33, which I guess makes me a little old school. And I still like to print off articles and read them in hard copy, but don't worry, I do recycle them and my kids color on the back of them. So not too bad for the environment. (laughs) Okay. So the first regret of the dying is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And this one really hits home for me. Uh, Many of you know, my story of living up to the expectations of others. Um, 
and not really realizing that there was another way to go (laughs) until a little bit later in life and how oftentimes when we're living a life according to the measure of success of somebody else, it might look shiny from the outside, but it might not feel so fulfilling on the inside. And the fact that this is the number one regret listed, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I think really speaks volumes to the fact that this is something that transcends generations. Um, I was actually just talking with my mom recently about um, the summit that I'm working on hosting this year. And I was like, well, I I just want to make you proud. And it was so funny because I I told her, I was like, mom, I'm 33 years old and I still just want to make my parents proud. And I think that there is a way that we can honor that desire to make our parents proud of ourselves and also a way to honor what is on our heart to do and the impact that we want to have in this world and to live a life in alignment with your own sense of purpose. And so for me, making my parents proud looks like showing up in this world and using the gifts that I specifically have to offer um, and doing it in a way that creates impact and income too, um, that I can use to then impact more people. (laughs) Um, So that's the first one is this idea. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. The second is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Um, I I think this one's especially interesting. I'm looking at an article from medium.com and it was written by Tim Denning and it's his reflections as well on these top regrets of the dying. And he says in this article, the number of hours we work has steadily increased for the last few decades. According to the World Health Organization, a lot long working hours are increasing deaths linked to heart disease and strokes. And then he says, it's no wonder burnout is one of the most popular phrases on LinkedIn. And I just thought this was so interesting. How often do we put in that extra hour or that extra day of work? Um, and we forget to like live our life. Um, I used to work with a company that a lot of my colleagues lived in Europe. And there is this joke that Americans live to work and the Europeans worked to live. Now, I know that's quite the generalization, but I did feel oftentimes that my European counterparts did a much better job of not working so hard and actually like enjoying their time. And I thought that was a really beautiful lesson. And I really appreciate that it's on this list. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. In the article, Tim goes on to say, when we pass away at our funeral, people aren't talking about how much we worked. They're talking about the type of person we were or how we made people laugh or how we helped the community or the crazy fun stuff that we did or how we inspired people. They're not talking about like the fancy car in your driveway or the big house that you live in. They're talking about the type of person that you are. So perhaps giving ourselves permission to work a little less and to really enjoy our lives more. The third regret is I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. And how, how often do we, from a place of fear, again, not express ourselves, not share what's on our heart or tell somebody what we think they want to hear and not what we actually feel. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. It's so beautiful. The fourth insight is I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Oh man, that one hurts, right? Like how many times how often have you sat down and thought like, oh, I should text this person or I should call this person or I should reach out to this person. And then the microwave dings or the laundry buzzes or your kid runs in, needs a snack or the dog wants to go out. And before you know it, 
that good intention that you had to write that text or to make that phone call has gone out the window. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And I love this reminder that, you know, that we don't need to overcomplicate things. It could be as simple as the next time I'll be totally honest with you guys. I send most of my text messages. I go into the bathroom. I'm not like using the bathroom. I'm just in the bathroom because my kids can't see me. And I'll like catch up on text messages. Like I'll sit down on the little stool that my kids have in there so they can reach the sink and I'll shoot off like 10 text messages really quickly. And that way I can be focused. I'm not distracted. I'm not getting pulled in a million different directions, but this is your permission to like duck into your laundry room or like duck into the break room or grab your cell phone. And while your car is in park before you drive home, like send that text message to the person that's on your heart or give them a call on your drive home and ask like, Hey, let's catch up. Like, how are you doing? Um, sometimes I think we make it harder on ourselves, um, trying to catch up with people when sometimes it's as simple as just giving them a phone call. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Um, so just a reminder to yourself to, to really lean into those friendships while they're here. And finally, the fifth uh, regret is I wish that I had let myself be happier. Mm. And I would tack onto that. I wish I let myself be happier. This idea that Happiness doesn't have to be this like two week vacation in Fiji. Like your, your life is lived right now <laughs> in this moment that you're listening to this podcast episode. And so how can you find simple ways to lean into happiness? You know that here in the live by design podcast and in the company, we are huge on gratitude and we are huge on cultivating joy and being really purposeful with our experience of, of play and of happiness and really making it a priority. And so I wish that I had let myself be happier really hits home for me. Um, it's something I have to actually work hard at playing, um, which sounds counterintuitive, but (laughs) it's just how I'm wired. I don't know if you're like that too. Um, but giving yourself permission to find those simple joys, going for a picnic with your friend, with your partner, um, with whomever, or going for a walk and just being in nature and giving yourself permission to enjoy that or pursuing a hobby that just brings you a lot of joy. And this reminder that you don't have to have something to show for your time. It could be an activity that you enjoy simply for the enjoyment of it. And maybe you never tell anyone else about it. Maybe you never share it on social media. That doesn't make it any less valid. It could be something that you do just for yourself that you enjoy and you just get to, to hold that happiness in your heart. So whatever that looks like for you, just a reminder to make your experience of happiness a priority. So in some, the five regrets, the first, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. The next is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends and I wish that I had let myself be happier. And as we finish up this episode, friend, my encouragement to you would be to self-assign yourself some soul work. So in my coaching practice and in the LBD collective, our group women's coaching program, where we dive into focus curriculum, personal growth curriculum, um, without those feelings of overwhelm in a really beautiful way in community where we keep each other accountable, um, we always assign soul work to ourselves. Now I am a coach. It is outside of my scope of practice to tell you exactly what to do. Uh, And mostly that's because you have agency in your life and nobody knows yourself better than you. And so we always do self-assigned soul work. I can offer guidelines. I like to offer suggestions or a topic or a theme each month based on the learning that we did. 
but the soul work has to come from you. It has to come from your heart, from your soul. So as you hear these regrets, my, my soul work suggestion to you this week, friend would be to think about those five. And if there is one in particular that like really hits it in the feels, I want you to get curious around that without being judgmental with yourself, without being harsh or unkind, just get curious and ask yourself questions like, well, why did that one really resonate with me? Why did I have a response to this? Like, what is it in my life that I maybe feel like I need to nurture more or lean into or prioritize that could help me redirect that, that sense of of it resonating so deeply. Cause usually when one in particular resonates with you, it might be the area that you could spend a little bit more time focusing on. And so that's my encouragement to you, friend. Like if, if connecting with your friends was the one that really spoke to you, like send that text message, make that phone call, make that reconnection. Um, no matter what it was, take one little step that moves you in that direction and then continue repeating that. And over time, those small actions accumulate a consistency compounds. We talk about that here on the podcast all the time. So what if you, what if the, the friendship one really spoke to you and every single week you text two people or three people that you want to stay connected with and you do that week after week after week? Well, at the end of a year, you've sent 52 text messages to three different people. Maybe it's the same three people every week. Maybe it's different people, but just keep showing up and keep doing that work because what you put your energy into expands. And so if you choose one of these five areas to put a, just a tiny bit more energy, a tiny bit more intention, a tiny bit more purpose, imagine where you could be six months from now, a year from now, and imagine hopefully many years from now, when you yourself are at the end of your life, that will no longer be something that could potentially be a regret. And instead of being something that you regret, it could be something that actually was really fulfilling and beautiful for you. All right, friend, that is everything I have for you today. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. All right, friend, that brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope that you are walking away with at least one little nugget of information that you didn't have before, or one action item that you are going to start implementing in your life starting right now. And speaking of implementing change in your own life, if you haven't already joined our free community Facebook group, I would love for you to become a Live by Design podcast insider. You can join us over at misskatehouse.com slash community to be automatically redirected to a Facebook group all focused on releasing overwhelm, getting unstuck, and finally taking aligned action in the direction of your dreams. We have such a beautiful community of kind and supportive people there, and I can't wait for you to join us. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would first subscribe to the show through whatever listening app you prefer. And second, to rate the show with five stars over on Apple Podcasts and leave us a one or two sentence review. That is seriously the kindest way that you can thank me for hosting the show week after week, totally for free, serving you from the heart with so much love and so much heart. I will be back in your earbuds again soon. And until then, friend, spread some joy, make someone smile.